The headlines tonight. Unlikely duo become best friends after owl trauma. No such thing as lions, says mauled man. And what now for disgraced necromancer? All that and more to come. Welcome to the campaign train. Betrayer has been elected Prime Minister after a tense campaign that saw dragon CEOs, a demon sheriff, giant robots and zombies casting ballots. Mr. Betrayer, the first goblin to ever win a seat, said that the fabled cooperative party would work with the true neutrals to form a government and build what he called a fantastical vision of the future. Prime Minister Gorlach, the betrayer, is under fire today after local council bin collections were disrupted by Azrahog the Unclean, whose army of frost giants marched through refuse centres. Reports are coming in that... Economic growth has slowed due to magic line go down, say expert wizard analysis. Sir Brambleweed Grumblesnatch told the Asgardian newspaper, Magic line go down. Down is bad. Magic line need to go up. Make money sad. Former mayor of Parliament Hexagon, bungling Uncle Bors, plans to make silly noises in the House of Commons. The announcement comes as leader of the opposition, Xanathar the Cruel, is facing a potential vote of no confidence from his own backbenchers. More stories to come later in the show. For now, welcome to the campaign train. Welcome to Series 2 of the Campaign Trail, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast where the quest is to win the vote. We take four adventuring heroes and pit them against horrifying monsters, puzzling dungeons, and the most challenging opponent of all, the Electorate. In our first series, which you can listen to in its entirety, we followed a campaigning team as they helped the fabled cooperative party in a general election, and their goblin leader, Gorlak the Betrayer. In this series, we are taking things international. Uh, You don't necessarily need to have listened to the first series to jump on board now, Please do, it's good. Uh, This is going to be a wild ride as Prime Minister Gorlak sets out his foreign policy. Let's start by introducing our players for this series. Uh, First up, writer, artist and all-round bubble of delight, Aim Phoenix. Please say hello. Hello, um, my name is Aim, I use they-them pronouns and I am so delighted to be back for a second season of this wild ride. Uh, second of all, uh, in how I've written it down anyway, uh, we have British Fantasy Award nominated author Stephen Poor. Hello, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Hello, I might well be Stephen Poor, and for the most part, I sit in a cellar. <laughs> and? Um, <laughs> sometimes I even write. Is there a nice cask of wine down there, Steve? There, there is a cup of tea at the moment. That'll do. And lots of books. Uh, 
Next up, number one best-selling author of The Art of Forgetting, Joanne Hall. Hello. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's, that's me. Um, my name's Joe. I live on a farm in the middle of nowhere, uh, surrounded by books and horses and poultry. Poultry, not poetry. No. Although maybe a bit of both. I imagine oh, chickens are very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> a new addition to the team, author, actor and D&D expert, S. Naomi Scott. Hello. I wouldn't quite go as far as saying actor. I put on a brave face about it. Um, yes. I mean, that was a reference to Rachel Mace mostly. <laughs> ah, right. Yes, yes. I was a, a recurring character in the last series, and I write a lot of things, but don't publish them. They're too secret. They are, yes. Um, I'd have the to time tell is not who right. Them. And, and unlike Steve, I live in an attic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of um, best of both worlds, I guess. You're beating me to it. <laughs> it's a garret. Well, that's artistic. So now, let's meet our characters for this series. Uh, Steve, would you tell us a little bit about yeah. Pen? Oh, what now? Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Pen Radigante is a wizard with a slight veering towards necromancy in his specialties. Um, it's Well, that's a family trait. You see, Pen comes from a small mining town called Tlanchigli. Um <laughs> And his father was a miner called Marith. And his mother was the demon Criella, who Marith accidentally summoned. Um, oh, as you do. <laughs> as you do while you're working down the mine shaft, and you get the words to come or oh my lord, wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, it happens. So Criella turned up, and instead of uh, blasting the uh, town to smithereens, as she's wont to do, um, she instead uh, married Marith and uh, destroy the coal mining industry through, through bureaucracy. Oh, well, that's that was uh, yes. very demonic of her, I suppose. Yes. Um, Pen, Pen is an only child. Pen's <laughs> an only child, was that? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, so, Joe, who is Victrina? Uh, Victrina is a second-level high elf fighter um, who is also a political lobbyist for New Milk. Should we drink it? Is that as much as we need to um, know? You can know more. I mean, she used to work in a um, private army guarding you know, rich rich elf families. Um, but then she left because she didn't like the fact that rich elf families were had their own private armies. And she was beginning to think that this was, this was a little unfair because, you know, who was looking out for the poor people? Because, you know, although they are poor and she wouldn't want to be near one, um, she thinks it's unfair <laughs> that they are unprotected. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, Aim. Hello. What's up with Perrin? Oh, Perrin. So much is up with Perrin. Um, they're a level two dragonborn warlock um, who was raised wandering alone, homeless, with no family, no home to call their own. Um, in their teenage years, got a little bit overexcited um, when they saw a very good butterfly, um, squealed in excitement. The thing about dragonborns is fire, burnt down a forest, um, and has been making um, penance for this, I guess, with the Green Lord ever since, um, living in an abandoned monastery with nothing but books and skeletons for companions. Oh, parents' penance. Until now. And finally, Naomi, who on earth is Agralad? Agralad is a stout halfling monk of the second level. 
He was born in a quiet little <laughs> halfling community called Bumble on the Bee. But then on his 10th birthday, disaster struck on their way to the local holiday camp. The eagle he and his parents were flying malfunctioned and crashed in the mountains near the great temple of Ek. He was found by the dwarves of the great temple of Ek and raised in their monastic lifestyle, which basically involved hitting things with a stick. Um, after a while, he started to wonder about the world beyond the mountains, and now he's travelling to learn as much as he can and find out where all the Yeti have gone. Is there a folk song about that? Not Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Well, I'm sure we can work that in somewhere. <laughs> so, we are going to uh, try and play the series out a little bit like a mixture of D&D, tabletop game, and radio play. Uh, there are going to be sound effects, music, foley, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we'll have some guest voices for NPCs. There'll be guest players jumping in to help out the team when they travel the world seeking political power. Uh, the basic structure is going to be that there will be chapters where the players head to a new uh, environment and must face down some new challenge in there. It will be some kind of monster or dungeon or your generic D&D um, quest, but with a political slant to it and with political consequences. Uh, they will be heading out to win the vote uh, in a way that will become clear as the story goes on. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, so let's lay the groundwork for how the show is going to go. Uh, we releasing episodes every two weeks. Uh, last time the weekly schedule was getting pretty grueling, especially as I was editing all of it on my own uh, whilst working a day job and getting quite ill. Uh, I realise this may be a disappointment to some fans and I really wish we could be doing this weekly still, but I think it's more important that we put work into each episode and make them as great as they can be. Uh, hopefully the extra time uh, will also help us to get some voice artists and musicians and editors. Uh, I've already been in contact with quite a few people who will hopefully be doing extra voices, uh, including somebody you, uh, you'll be hearing in this episode who will be a regular contributor, uh, Genevieve Savayan, who you may remember from our election night special last time, uh, played Professor Clever. Uh, she also read the audiobook to The Sea Stone Sword, which was uh, my first novel, which got published a few years ago. Uh, if you'd like to help us to uh, raise the game, as it were, uh, we have a crowdfunding website. If you go to kofi.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I dot C-O-M slash Joel Corner, that's J-O-E-L-C-O-R-N-A-H, uh, you can chip in uh, once or you can chip in monthly. And if you chip in monthly, you will get special rewards and uh, episodes early. You may even get a chance to be on the show as one of our NPC voices. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll put in somebody's D&D character as a cameo. Uh, for the rest of you, if you can't contribute financially, please do spread the word about the show. Uh, we're going to try and start using a hashtag, hashtag vote Gorlack. And every time people do that, uh, when we need a new NPC, I will go through that hashtag and uh, find random names from that. So you might end up uh, accidentally guest starring in the show. So without further ado, uh, that's our intro done. Uh, let's see what happens when we enter the world of Dungeons, Dragons, and Democracy.
this introduction episode to the Campaign Trail referendum was hosted by Joel Corner, featuring Aim Phoenix, Stephen Poor, Joanne Hall, and S. Naomi Scott. The newsreader is Diana Croft. The new theme music was written by Aim Phoenix. You can expect the first episode in Campaign Trail referendum to be dropping next week, the 30th of August. So, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.